You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we upgrade our relationships and life by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you for being here. I want to talk to you guys today about triggers, what they are, and how we can help to heal them. I want to first start out by giving a little quick definition about what a trigger is. A trigger is a knee-jerk response, kind of a punch reaction to something that resembles a traumatic or painful experience of our past. Now, I say resembles because when something happens in our past that is extremely painful and traumatic, the brain records that and then it's on the lookout for that happening again. So if something happens that even remotely resembles that, then the brain reacts very quickly in a knee-jerk, snappy response type of way. And this is unconscious. We are not conscious enough in that moment to know that we are being triggered until we have a reaction that is over the top or it is based in some type of fear. Our reactions to triggers are usually quite anxiety-ridden. Our our heart rate elevates. We start to breathe harder because it is warning us that there is upcoming danger. Now, the reason why we want to talk about this is because a trigger in and of itself is not the actual traumatic experience that's happening. It is only something that mimics that experience. So I'll give you a really easy, quick example. Let's say that you had a person that you were that was very abusive in your life and slamming doors was something that that person always did. Your brain might record that the slamming of a door, the sound of that means there's impending danger and abuse coming. So if you would hear a slamming door, let's say you immediately scream out to your loved one, don't slam the door. Why are you slamming the door? Why are you pissed off now? What's going on with you? And it could have been a very, very peaceful day. And let's say the wind caught the door and shut the door real hard. But instead of the typical healthy response of somebody being like, why are you slamming the door? You know, and they're like, oh, sorry, hey, the, the wind caught the door and slammed it. I didn't mean for that to happen. We literally have an emotional and knee-jerk response to the situation. I'm using that door example as something just really, really simple, but it can be anything. I know someone who has a past of feeling very fearful around money. So when something comes up where they their money fear is touched, they respond in a very dramatic way. I know other people who have fears of being cheated on, unconscious fears, unconscious triggers rooted around that based on a situation that happened in their past. I will share one of my experiences with you guys. One of my past relationships was a cheating on experience. I didn't know that at the time. However, this person, my partner at that time, would fail to call me back, would all of a sudden go offline, off grid, and this person traveled a lot. So there was no way that I could follow up or check up or have someone drive by and see where this person was. Intuitively, I knew something was happening. However, his lack of responding to me, his lack of, of following through and allowing me to feel safe 
was very painful and it was very traumatic, especially since I was home with the kids and let's say I really needed to speak to him and then he wasn't responding. But it was also tied up in the fact that I knew that there was something else going on. It was extremely nerve-wracking experience to me. It was very, very scary. It was hinting towards the end of the relationship and a possible divorce. There was a lot emotionally wrapped up in, in this. So when I was with my current husband, and this just happened one time, he went out of town with some friends. And he actually just went up to a friend of his cabin. And this is these are all really, really good men, devoted to their wives, happily married, nothing weird. But they were just going to go up there and play poker and have a little guy's night. Well, something happened here at the house. Oh, yeah, I remember I had messaged him about something and he did not answer me back. And that's not like him. He's really good with his phone. And then the power went on out on the house. And I wasn't sure what was happening. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. So I called him. And I didn't know if we tripped a breaker or there was something that I could do. And he still didn't answer. And like an hour went by. So now I'm not only in the stress of what's happening, I'm also freaking out because I have now been triggered into what is he doing? He's up to no good. Something is going on. And let me tell you guys, I'm just being completely authentic. I had him in topless bars. I had him with strippers come into the house. I had all kinds of crazy thoughts going on about what was happening. Now, logically, I knew that wasn't happening. I mean, it could have been happening because it could have. I just, let's just say it could have. There's always a possibility of things like this happening. However, my logical mind was like, yeah, not with the people that he went with. But then I'm thinking, oh, but there's a couple of these guys I don't know. And maybe they're just bad influences. And I could feel myself reeling. Well, when he finally did call me back, let's just say I was a little freaked out. I was very composed. I will tell you, I didn't like wig out on him. However, you could he could hear it in my voice. And I was very much questioning why he didn't respond back to me. He told me he had left his phone in the house and that he had gone outside to light a fire. They were all going to go gather around a little campfire and that he had left his phone in the house during that time. And that they all just ended up, everybody else kind of came out and joined him and they just started talking and broing it up and he didn't even think about his phone, which is completely legit to me. But my brain is like, oh, now you're forgetting about me. Oh, this is happening. Oh, that's happening. And he kind of didn't really know what to do with all this. Now, later, many, many years later, we just talked about this recently, like, I don't know, a month or so ago. He said, yeah, it, it, it kind of was weird to me. I was like, what's wrong with her? Is she needy? Because he didn't know anything about triggers. And he had known of my past. He knew of all the drama, but he'd also know of my, of my healing past that and the fact that I teach it. So he really was, he was thinking something else was going on. He even questioned me if he, she's like, should I drive home? He was about an hour and a half out of town. And I was like, no, you don't need to come home. Now, knowing what I know and doing the work that I do and teaching and coaching people, I knew what was happening. I knew what was happening. And I literally said to him, I have just been triggered. Give me a minute. I'm going to come back down to earth. I just need to talk. Please just tell me that I'm safe. Now, again, him not knowing what the heck is going on and, and not someone who has been in the self-help world and the healing world and the spiritual world, he kind of was like, okay, and he told me that. And I've got to be perfectly honest because that's just who I am. His words really didn't soothe me. I knew that I had to handle this on my own. 
And I hung up the phone with him and I collected myself. I remember shutting the door in my room and saying, girl, get a handle. This is not who he is. And I just really had to talk myself through it. Now, there's been other situations with other people, some loved ones in my life who have been triggered for whatever reason. You guys will know what your trigger is. The sky's the limit on what's triggering us. I mean, a, a, a piece of paper could blow across the road in front of you and all of a sudden you're, you're back in that space of something that that piece of paper blowing across the road happened during that time for you. I mean, songs can do it. Smells in the air. There's still a song, you guys, from... 1979. I won't tell you what it is because I don't want to taint you with it, but it's a 70s band. And when that song comes on, I am literally back in the car driving home from the mortuary, seeing my dead brother in a casket. I don't mean to be morbid, but that song is like, it shoots me back to that time. Now, I don't have a huge triggered response with it. I don't stay in that space. I just, I could just feel those emotions. Just even thinking about the song right now, it kind of comes up for me a little bit. And there's things I can do around that to desensitize myself to it. However, it's, I don't have a response to it that affects everybody else. I just, I'm like, don't like that feeling and I'll change the song or something. And I, I recover very quickly. Triggers are usually, the triggers that are problematic are usually the ones that are, bleeding all over our people where they're like holy hell what is happening with you right now and why am I getting blamed for something that did not happen I want to touch on being the recipient of a trigger I have been the recipient of some triggers with partners before where I am literally like I'm not that person that's not happening right now you're safe you're safe you're safe and it's almost like you see them kind of come back down to the reality and kind of look at you like wow that was weird, okay? But I also know that triggers are our responsibility. As in the story that I told you about my current husband being out of town, I knew it was me. It was nothing that he did. And I did not want to bleed this triggered response all over him. I kept it cool. I did talk about it a little bit. I wanted to get some information. I wanted to intuitively and energetically feel where he was at, which I got the correct response. I knew that everything was okay. However, my senses and my fear and my nervous system was heightened at that moment. And I knew that it was up to me to calm that down. So I want to talk to you guys about how we can calm it down when we've had a trigger. The first thing to do is to recognize that you've been triggered. And this usually happens by a physical response in the body. For me, it's chest constriction. My chest constricts and I can feel myself like almost like, <gasps> like kind of rise up. My shoulders get kind of high. It's, it's, we're kind of bracing ourselves for what's to come. It's important that we slow down enough to know that we've been triggered. And this is why it's so imperative to get really in touch with our emotions on the healing path. Because once we realize we've been triggered, we are slowing down the mechanism before we blow up, vomit, or bleed all over the person who has triggered us. A lot of times people unknowingly try to go around their life controlling everything and telling everybody what they are doing that's triggering them. You're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing that, and you know all of you just need to stop. Well, here's the issue. We cannot control every person in our life. And just because 
it might be our sister, brother, mother, child, partner who is triggering us in this moment. It doesn't mean they're going to be the only person. These triggers are going to come up all over the place. So it's really important that we understand trying to control every single person and experience that's happening to us by getting them to change is really not even feasible. Because those triggers will continue to happen as long as we have the button. As long as we have that button that can be pushed, we are going to have that triggered response. So truly, we need to heal the button. We need to heal that automatic response that is happening. Now back to what I was saying, we do that by recognizing how we feel in that moment. What is the physical symptoms of when you are being triggered or when you have been triggered? I explained mine to you. So sit down with that. Think about it. How does that feel? The next time you get triggered and you know you are, ask yourself, what am I feeling in my body right now? So the next time that it happens, you are aware. Just right there, my friends, just right in that moment, knowing that you have been triggered, you have broken the tie between the automatic response. Now, this doesn't mean you may not still respond or react is really the correct word right here in that moment because you might. But by starting the process of slowing down, you are moving from the, I always touch the back of my head and say you're unconscious and and now I'm touching my forehead up into the consciousness. When you move something from the back to the front, you are now able to have conscious thought around it. The next step is once you realize that you have been triggered, ask yourself what it is that you are afraid is happening in this moment. So let's take my example. I am I was afraid of my husband was cheating on me in that moment. Okay, what am I afraid of? Now I've slowed the whole process down. I'm afraid of him cheating on me. Then I can ask myself, what, like I told you guys, what do I feel? Is this intuitively true? What's his energy around this? Is this something that I've had hints or signs about before? Or is this just me? And I knew right away that this was a response from the previous relationship. So I said, okay, this is not him. He is not doing anything to me. This is only a trigger. Again, I have now created more space between the trigger, that punch feeling that just boom, all of a sudden, (gasps) the heightened awareness, the heightened nervous system. I have now created more space. So the first step is I recognize the feeling in my body Now I'm identifying what it is that I'm afraid is happening and I am creating more space because all of this now is up in my consciousness. It's no longer hidden. The next step is to ask yourself, is this true? By investigating a little bit and saying, okay, is this really happening right now? I am being cheated on or whatever that trigger is for you. No, this is not happening right now. Now at that point, you've created even more space between the thing happening and your response and your reaction. So you've created, you've slowed down this entire process. Now, at this point, I want you to understand that you may still be triggered. Your nerves might still be up there jumping around, getting a little crazy. At this point, I want you to stop whatever you are doing and deep breathe. 
This is the point to retrain your brain that it no longer has to be on the lookout for that painful or traumatic event. Deep breathe. And what I say to myself, the the mantra I use is, nothing is happening here. Nothing is happening here. Everything is okay. All is well. And then to the best of your ability, go about your day. Go about whatever it was that you were doing. Now, if you have a really tough time with this and you have a partner that is willing, then you can teach your partner when you are triggered and how to help you through it. It really depends where we're at on our journey and how in touch we are with our emotions and with feelings within our body and recognizing what that trigger is. We can let our partners know or our family members know and have a word or phrase that you can share with them so that they know in that moment what has just happened. You can say, I have just been triggered or wow, that hit me hard. Whatever it is that you can come up with that is authentic and organic for you, it's got to feel like your truth. Share that with your partner. So when it comes up again, if it comes up again, you can say, this has just happened. And at that moment, they can stop and perhaps, if they're willing, help you slow down and go through this process. Now, I want you to use another person only as an assistant to you. You're the person who needs to do the work. You're the person who needs to walk yourself through this. But in the beginning, when you're just starting this process, it's helpful to have somebody, even if you have a best friend that you can call, whoever it might be to help you slow down this process. Now, what happens over time is the entire process slows down and it starts to dissipate and dissolve on its own. It's going to take less awareness and less time and less breathing and mantraing if that's a word, as the time goes past, as you get really diligent about this practice. Guys, let me tell you something. I know triggers suck. I know they suck. I mean, sometimes it feels like we've been stabbed in the heart and usually it elicits a response in us, which is either fight, flight, or freeze. So recognizing your fear-based response, whatever it is that you do, I tend to fight. I'm not really a freezer And I don't really flight. When it's an emotional thing, I tend to fight. So find out what yours is. Are you someone who abandons, gets up and leaves and runs? Or are you somebody who freezes and just doesn't know what to say or maybe just bursts into tears? Whatever it is for you, become aware of it. Awareness is key on this journey. Once we know what's happening, we can deal with it. When we don't know what's happening, we tend to be in these automatic responses and reactions to life rather than reclaiming our power, taking life by the cojones and implementing a new strategy, a new plan, a new way of thinking and handling things so that we can live our best life. I super hope you guys got a lot from this episode today. It's a really, really important episode. It's something that the majority of us experience. And some people probably don't even know they are experiencing it. So by you learning about this and becoming well-versed in this, 
and understanding the whole mechanism behind it, you will even be able to go into the world and help somebody else that you know has been triggered. Thank you all so much for listening. And if if you haven't yet, please subscribe on the platform that you are listening from. Jump over to my website, sign up for one of my newsletters so that you don't miss any cool news, upcoming episodes, offers, promotions, all kinds of things that are coming up. Subscribe to the newsletter so that you can be well informed of what's going on over here at the Sweet Empowerment Podcast. Don't forget to join my Instagram. I just recently got on Instagram. My handle is at self dot love junkie junkie with a y not an ie i'm having a lot of fun and sharing a lot of content over on instagram so i hope you guys go over there and join me if you've enjoyed this episode i invite you to subscribe and share if you're listening on itunes you can give a big thanks by leaving a five star rating and review if you'd like to explore coaching plans other products and free resources go to kristenbrown.org Until next time, everyone, remember to go love yourself.